Good evening, good afternoon, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. In case I don't see you tomorrow, you'll see me. What did you say? Good morning, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. The Truman Show references will be here all night. Welcome to another edition of the Third Person Podcast, our little internet show that we do just for because we want to. Um, I am Shannon. I am Matthew. I am Sean. We are three people with a podcast. It's true. Uh, so. Extremely exciting. Anyway, all right, that's about it. So we are live. Uh, yeah, we got a new computer this week, so hopefully the live stream is not choppy choppy. Anyway, all right. And yeah, how was your week? It was very uneventful. Not a lot happened. Outside, my glasses went. <laughs> Every time I pulled out of the garage, my car went. <laughs> <laughs> That's the benefit of not parking in the garage. Yeah. And then Friday, Saturday morning, it rained. Bad storm. Friday yes. night, Saturday yes. morning. Yeah. So, uh, the parking lot at work, like you have to walk Friday, quarter mile. Why do they keep doing that? I don't know. To get to the my car, and I didn't have a jacket or umbrella, so I was sopping with shit. <laughs> and uh, other than that, didn't have to work last night. We were supposed to work last night, but they called it off due to part shortages. So. How nice of them. Yeah, they had said that uh, our increased production was going to be a test on our supplier system, and it doesn't seem like they're doing too well. Now. <laughs> Four weeks in and they can't keep up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, other than that, it's been a pretty boring week. Didn't do a whole lot. Four weeks in. Give me one second. Matt, talk about something. I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> uh, we have a, a, a riveting show for you today. I don't know. Sean, talk about something. I what? Something? What about something? Uh, um, tell, we'll I see. feel like I saw something recently, and I feel like I want to talk about it, but I don't know what it was. Well, that's a problem. That's why we have that prep sheet that neither of you look at, really. <laughs> I look at it, I, but this was something I saw this morning, and then I was like, hmm, and then I just I'm scrolling past it. Fancy and I both chats open on my phone, but the uh, the rumble one in the stream keeps starting to play even though I keep scrolling. So I have the rumble chat. Alright, so 
Yes, we do have stuff to talk about today. Riveting stuff. So, uh, yeah, we've got some stuff to talk about today, some political news type stuff, some regular stuff, some funny stuff, goofy stuff, whatever. Let's start off on something quick and uh, lighthead, lighthearted. Light, yeah, this is, just, this is just a quick little story. This is a local story, so this is local to uh, southern Indiana. All right, so uh, Indiana State Police uh, say 15-year-old John McKee was arrested Wednesday night for operating while intoxicated. McKee's choice of vehicle, though, was not your traditional car or motorcycle. Troopers were patrolling the uh, block of Tiger Street in Vincennes when they noticed a Power Wheels Jeep in the roadway without lights or reflectors. <laughs> this made the vehicle hard to see. Say <laughs> Power Wheels Jeep. Is that like the little toys? Yes. Like the toy motorized Jeep you yes. get your kids. Don't they have lights on them? No. No. <laughs> no it's, you're not it's supposed to keep them on the grass. A traffic stop was conducted. On <laughs> <laughs> and not only was it police, it was state troopers. And the troopers say <laughs> he showed signs of impairment. Really? Yeah, he, he would fail field sobriety tests and would test positive for marijuana and meth. Oh, that trifecta. <laughs> trifecta? There's only two there. Well, beer, uh, sobriety test, I figure beer. Yeah, he failed the sobriety test, so it doesn't necessarily mean beer. Still. You got marijuana and meth, you probably got some good beer in you. Yeah, I mean, what's stopping you? You obviously yeah. don't care about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's got a prior conviction for operating while intoxicated. He was lodged. He was lodged and intoxicated. I'd like to, in my mind, I picture this as a Barbie's Hot Wheels Jeep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a bright pink little Jeep. Yes. With a 51-year-old man. <laughs> and his Drugged out of his yeah. mind. And his impairment was he couldn't fit the Jeep. <laughs> a little close to home. This guy's fit, one year younger than me. couldn't fit in the Jeep, so I did meth about it. <laughs> well, meth does make you lose weight. Never see a fat man that they're new to the game. Huh? The Alsip's game. Huh? The Alsip is game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they're wired out. They don't have time to eat. <laughs> so I thought that was cute. I know I knew it wouldn't be long, but I thought that would be something funny and cute. Um it's something. We'll stay on I don't know about you, but uh, all right. Well, like I said, <laughs> don't expect a, a great show today. We'll just do this show. Every show is a great show. There you go. That's just fine. So, we can stay on. Want to do something? What's this? All right. So, go a little bit political now with uh, Joe Biden. Uh, he went to Maui and uh, gave a speech and talked to some people down there. Uh, he, While he was talking to the people down there, he relayed a story to explain to express how much he kind of he, he felt their pain. He's, he understood what they're going through. Uh-huh. I don't know if you guys have seen this. I have not, I don't think. I haven't seen it thus far. Let's see if I can get this. I think this is a, a short. Fifteen years ago, I was... Alright, so here's Joe Biden telling a story that's going gonna, it's gonna to endear him to the hearts of he understands what they're going through. Well, that's nasty. In Washington, do we meet the press? It was a sunny Sunday. And lightning struck at home. First of all, it's a sunny Sunday, but lightning struck at home. Well, he was in Washington. Who knows where, where his home Where did he live? I figured he lived in Washington. Uh, 15 years ago. On a little lake, it's outside of our home, not on a lake, a big pond. He's already lying. He hit a wire and came up underneath our home. 
into the heating duct, the air conditioning duct. To make a long story short, I almost lost my wife, my 67 Corvette, <laughs> and my cat. He understands what the people of Maui are going through because 15 years ago, he almost lost his Corvette and his wife and his cat. <laughs> he understands what the city of Maui is going through because 15 years ago, his house almost burnt down. And not, and not even, like, I kind of had dug into it a little bit. It was like, there was literally like a kitchen appliance caught on fire. <laughs> That's more than I expected. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So Joe Biden's he's with us. He's he's with the people. He's with the, the, people. the people. Look, he's wearing the lay. He is wearing the lay. There was another clip but I didn't put it on here where he, he starts where he's giving a speech and he starts out and he's going through thanking the people like the representatives and the governor of Maui or Hawaii or I guess Maui's part of Hawaii now. So it's the, yeah, the governor of Hawaii. It's the big the, what do you call the the, the governor of Hawaii got to call the big Big one or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Maui, the, the big one. Something like that. But uh, he couldn't pronounce any of the names. I don't know if Hawaiian names are that hard to pronounce. It, it wasn't. It was like a very, it wasn't like a, like a picture of the It wasn't that. <laughs> uh, so that's a little bit of comedy and politics put together. Um, let's see. What do you want to go to? I don't know if you can get that sign sign language thing to pop up. Let's see. It's an X video. It says Twitter.com. If you have a safe browser on your mic, it's an X video. There you go. I, I don't know that this video exists on... Uh, X Twitter anymore. Yeah, I don't think so. The sign language translator has been censored. While we're waiting on this, I did once see the sign language interpreter for uh, an Eminem concert for Rap God, mm -hmm. and they were killing it. They were not a fake. They were the real one. They, they, they were going. <laughs> Their hands were moving faster I'll than you've ever But they imagined. also know ahead of time what's going to be said. Like, knowing yeah. that in a concert, you know the words to the song. You're going to, yeah. You're going to, you, you will have practiced ahead of time. Uh, I don't know if you would do something with that except for that. But I don't want one that comes from the copyright that comes from the. That's one from 20. Nelson Mandela sign language. Yeah, that's the one. Cancel, please. I don't know what you're. It's happened again. Another sign language interpreter accused of signing total gibberish. Announcing an arrest in the Tampa serial killings. We will be charging four counts of. First degree murder. Standing off to the side, apparently translating every word, this woman. We received over 5,000 tips in this case. But it turns out, much of what she was signing was nonsense. She waved her arms around like she was singing jingle bells, says one outraged sign language expert. My favorite is the part where she does the letters. Like, you know, yeah, she, she, no, she's about to do it. She's about to do it. The woman, identified as Durlin Roberts, has a string of arrests for fraud. So really? how did she come to be translating at last week's high-profile police news conference? I just didn't ask enough questions. Tampa Police Public... <laughs> the, buck, the buck stops with this guy. The buck stops here. He didn't ask enough questions. Information officer Steve Hegarty told me the woman simply showed up out of the blue and offered her services. Yeah, let's not look into that. Was. Is that like you could just go and be like, hey, you need a sign language interpreter? Look, his immediate reaction was, I didn't call for a sign language interpreter. <laughs> they just randomly show up. They're yeah, like they, superheroes. They they're superheroes. Show, they show up where they're needed, they not where the they're wanted. They're real heroes. 
This is the show. This is the sign language interpreter the Tampa police deserve, but not the one they need. They they saw somewhere there was a person not hearing something, and they're like, "I gotta do this." I didn't call for a sign language interpreter, but that's great that we have one here. I love <laughs> there you go. There's the stop we want. Uh, did this woman appear to know what she was doing? To the untrained eye, and that would include mine, um, I didn't see any problems. Oh, you he's the communications officer. You he didn't see any trained. problems when she held up her hand and was just... <laughs> she crosses her fingers a few times in there, too. She's doing some ninja hand signs. <laughs> she's like, wah, wah, wah. Yeah, she's over here doing ninja this hands. This latest time. embarrassment comes three months after it was revealed that the sign language interpreter at her Hurricane Irma news conference, also in Florida, made yes. no sense. The time to act is now. He's not even trying. <laughs> okay, at, at the very least, she, looked better. she put on a show. Yes, she, she practiced. I don't know about that, but she I'm has... I'm saying she practiced sign language. She, she practices she looking has, like sign language. She has hand motions that she knew. That thing she, she did also with her has hand a, to practice. Oh, I'm sure. Because it looked decent. Yeah, I don't know about that But it that was one. way too fast. If you, like, know, if, people, you, if you know what one letter in sign language, she's over here just like... Yeah, we know people who speak sign language. It's not that fast. <laughs> Some of them can't be. Yeah, when they're talking to each other. Not usually when they're talking to someone who's not there. Sign look, up, look up the Eminem Rap God sign language interpreter. <laughs> when we're done with this remote. Up the latest goof. We won't be using that woman again. Cops say this was not <laughs> like a crime, that. but it was an ethical violation. I mean, she's doing. She, a, should, she might as well do that. She's <laughs> doing a lot of things that regular like interpreters would do that you kind of see where like they kind of mouth the words as yeah. they're doing it, uh, I, yeah, and she's yeah. not really making eye contact with anyone. She's just thinking, well, thinking. If I didn't know that was fake, I would have. I would have bought it. Maybe. Yeah. If I wasn't paying Christian. attention. I'd like to think that I know enough sign language to be like, something's not right with that. <laughs> Me too. Hmm? Right, see, see if you can find the Rap God video. Alright. Stop here. Try to find the Rap God video. Alright. Eminem Rap God sign language. Uh, the Firefly Musical Festival. Yes. There's only like 40 seconds. Like, I can't give you time. Alright, so this is a sign language interpreter at an Eminem Okay. 
which was back in 70, she was born in 71, 87. So claimed she was kidnapped and raped over a four-day period. And uh, after the four days, she got away or whatever, and she came out and she, there was like four guys that she claimed did it. One of them was a police officer. Um, Al Sharpton was one of her attorneys. She had three or four. Was found in a trash. Yes. So, yeah, Warner Boy found her body covered in feces, used four white men of having raped her to white national attention, in particular because of the appalling condition in which she had been left. Her young age and professional status was the person she was. I think one was like a, a Wall Street, uh, an attorney, and police, o- police officers, and possibly a uh, So, yeah, her lawyers were Al Sharpton. So the grand jury heard the evidence, and they're like, she's full of lies, basically. They said they, they decided that she had not been a victim of sexual assault, and that she created the appearance of such an attack. Uh, yeah. So, and they ended up getting sued. Countersued. Countersued for defamation. For money. Yeah. And uh, Al Sharpton ended up having to pay part of that, but he paid like the lesser of the, of the four people. I think he had the least amount. His was like a, a couple hundred thousand or something like that. Um, so, well, just a thousand. <laughs> so, the show I used to listen to did a, a parody song. So this is the first time. So, Reverend Al. He's, he's a reverend, by the way. He's, he's not a lawyer or something. He's a reverend. Yeah. So, uh, this okay. is from back in the 80s. You'll have to underneath that part there. Okay. Uh, it's the Reverend Al parody song from the Opie and Anthony show back in the day. Let's see. With him and the other That's a lot of crap. Now look, brother, He's you have your time. That's a lot of crap. Brother, and I got brother, 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 Is this on the Kumia show? No, no, that was a real show. This is this is just a show. Okay. Okay. That's just a fucking over Man always picking on me. Yeah, 
That's the parody song done by Anthony Cooney or whatever that would be. Anthony Cooney used to be, he, he'd go on forever doing Al, Al Sharpton's voice. My, my favorite one is after he got convicted and had to pay the money, he, he said, uh, oh, uh, because of Tawana Brawley, I got to play the Power Bally. Cooney said that or Al Sharpton Cooney said, said that? that. Okay. Oh, said that. Uh, okay. In Al Sharpton's voice. So that's that's Al Sharpton. He's he was he's a reverend. Uh, now he's like a political commentator, like CNN. So he was a reverend playing at being a lawyer. But his yeah his thing was he would you know just go around to social justice type things and like you know raise a ruckus and make money off it I guess I don't know as long as his, his picture made it on the TV. So he was basically a piece of trash. Um, Great. So, like I said, he's a political analyst now on CNN sometimes. I have him on. He's lost a lot of weight, by the way. But he's also kind of crazy sometimes. Um, so, uh, I, think it was this week, I think it was the week before, when he was talking about out, uh, Donald Trump. Obviously, he doesn't like this CNN. So... TV talking about Donald Trump. He decided I had to get him. Where is it? Where does hair go? <laughs> Where does body go? The man looks like he was. That's really the same pounds. person. If you, if you change all the wood in a boat, is it the same boat? <laughs> It rhymes with the N-word, Donald Trump himself, their leader, using the term rigors, which uh, clearly yep. raw, uh, rhymes with the N-word. I mean, this is not exactly. 10 years ago or 30 years ago when we marched against him on the Central Park Fire. Uh, I'm talking about he, and within the last 24 hours, used the term rigors. Is this the kind of party the Republicans want to show the country that they That's are? That rhymes with the N-word. <laughs> Donald Trump himself, their leader, using the term rigors. In case you didn't hear that, Donald Trump, who's been complaining about and challenging about how the election was rigged. <laughs> so, used the word riggers. Which, by the which way, election is all those are the they're riggers. <laughs> they're rigging. <laughs> I'm heard this man. And with that logic, that logic well, I mean back in the day should be a lot bigger. <laughs> I said bigger. Um <laughs>
Uh, I, I just skipped the part of my head. I think you think what? Help blame him. is in decline. This decline is not inevitable. It's a choice. We need to send Joe Biden back to his basement and reverse American <laughs> decline. So that's Ron DeSantis. He's the governor of Florida. Mm -hmm. He's considered the <coughs> front runner behind Trump. This is the man who's been picking a fight with Disney. Yes. Yeah. Well, a lot of the fight, Disney just didn't care because he wasn't getting the like. You all signed a pledge to support the eventual Republican nominee. If former President Trump is convicted in court of law as your party's choice, please raise your hand if you would. Yeah. He put it up and brought it right back down at the end. Oh, that's risky. He was the governor of New Jersey for a while. Oh, right. He was the New Jersey just right before, I believe, Labor Day. One of the big holiday, beach holidays. His family to one of the parties, and like some, someone got frozen like, to himself on a holiday weekend. <laughs> it's uh, just so hard to be a corrupt politician these yeah. days. <laughs> yeah, people just find it out. So, yeah. Yeah. I think Trump's convicted, so yes. he bars you from running. I don't think that's I don't remember if, like, I a history. I mean, history, like, every night he makes more. Problems. So, if actually, if it's in a way, you're making this monster. Just doing the thing stuff. It just takes a long time. It's not, yeah. They're not going to be done in a, in a year. So, I mean, look, Joe Biden has weakened this tree at home and abroad. This now it's not the time on the job training. We don't need. All right, so there we have Mike Pence on the left, which is, well, it used to be India. He's the one who had that great line on the Tucker Carlson. Yes, he's like, he said, I said, I was like talking about uh, all this Ukraine support concerns because American citizens. Yeah. He said, that's not my concern. That's not my concern. Not my concern. Yeah. yeah, he's very, he's a they call. He's very interested in keeping the Bring in a rookie. We don't need to bring in So this guy is Vivek Ramaswamy. I believe I'm saying that right. He is not a politician. He's a businessman. He used to be a seat of one of the ones which could lead you to not trust the guy, but I like what he said. I don't want to trust anyone in the world. I do like, like a lot of us. He'll, he'll get enough money in this time. He'll get enough money in this time. He'll get enough money Yeah. I mean, and he's, this guy, is he's really well-spoken. He's a transgender person. And it's like, he picked up his health. Like, like, it's not just like how to trust him. He, he was making fun of the fact that he was very well-spoken. is causing change. Raise your hand. Well, school children, let's have the debate. I mean, I'm going to take... You've got to be active. You've got to be there. You've got to be present. You've I've had enough already tonight of a guy who sounds like chat... What is that you just plugged in? Oh, the computer. Technical difficulties. Hold on. What are you doing, Sean? What are you doing? All I did was plug the computer there. Oh. I didn't notice it wasn't plugged in. 
ChatGPT standing up here. This is exactly why Margaret Thatcher said, if you want something said, ask a man. If you want something done, ask a woman. Margaret Thatcher, not a good person as far as I'm aware. No. No. That's Vicki Haley. She's sad. She's sleeping. I'm trying to, but it keeps going quiet. I think it's this. No. No, it's the, it's the actual thing I'm putting in. Hello? Oh, yeah, we have a, I think we have something that's not being recorded. Hello? Oh, flipping. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay, now we're all right, so that's uh, we have a minimum standard in every state in the nation that says when a baby can an abortion be allowed. Don't make women feel like they have to decide on this issue when you know we don't have 60 Senate votes in the House. 70% of the American people support legislation but to ban abortion the after Senate a baby is capable not. of experiencing okay. pain. They, you know, they're going back and forth on abortion. Uh, yeah, which right now it's a state issue. It should just stay there. The federal government doesn't really doesn't need to get involved in this. Yes, I wish you well in your future career on the boards of Lockheed and Raytheon. I'm not on but the, the fact of, of the matter. And you know, Boeing you have came off of it, but you've been pushing this lie. You've been pushing this lie all week, Nikki. You want to go and defund Israel? You want to okay, let me address that. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm going to address each of those right now. So she was bugging me during the debate. She was talking over everybody. Which is a great way to get people to like you. Yes. Exactly. And actually, there was a few of them. Like, I, I hate this with, with debates. Like, the, the timer would go off. Like for their time, and like they'd finish their sentence fine, but then someone would just keep going, or like be someone else's time, and they'd start talking over it. It's like really just turn off their mics. <laughs> How about when yeah, when the timer goes off, you give them like you know a couple seconds, and you just shut them off. There you have it. Your watch. So you the reality make America is, less safe. you have no foreign me, policy experience, and it shows. And you know what? The, the foreign policy experience. That the most pressing need of the American people. From this guy I've never heard of before, the debate from Scott, senator for South Carolina. From a national security standpoint, is our southern border. It has led to the death of 70,000 Americans because of fentanyl. When after 9-11, we had the global war on terror, and guess what? We protected the border at the same time. You can do both. But the American people deserve to know that the president asked me in his request that I reject or return votes unilaterally, power that no vice president in American history had ever exercised or taken, uh, he asked me to put him over the Constitution. And uh, I chose the Constitution. So that's with the January 6th stuff, actually. Uh, so Pence claims that Donald Trump asked him to, and he did, Donald Trump did, he asked him to not because the final check and balance on the votes before they go to Congress for ratification is the vice president certifies the votes and then gives them to Congress to approve and ratify. So Trump asked him to not accept not so more to think of me there was a lot of people that said, No, he can't do that. And it's like, well, why would he be in that process if that's his job? Yeah, his yeah. check and balance. Which, uh, which one? The top one is the computer? Top one is the computer. Switching? Okay, better. All right, Don't. so, yeah, plug the computer. Oh. I don't know how much battery it's going to have. Yes, it is. Is it plugged in? I thought it would be, yeah. Wait, why did you get it? Okay. <coughs> yeah, it's plugged in. All right, so, so, 
And then, and then I don't get to that. And then, of course, I'm going to talk about the Jonathan Silk clip that I have. Uh, after the election was over, the Democrats went in and changed the stuff. So I don't anymore, even though they told Trump they couldn't do that. And I always will. That was some clips from the debate. It was a, it was a debate. A lot of yelling over each other. A lot, of, a lot of nothing getting done. Yeah, a lot of nothing getting done. So, at the same time as the debate, they had the Tucker Carlson which was pre-recorded, I'm pretty sure, so it's not like they were absolutely at the same time. They released it at the same time. It was like a 40 session video, so we will play some clips on that, and I believe this commentator's name is Katie Phillips. Nobody just posts about Katie Phillips. Of course not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Raw so footage doesn't get you those clicks. And this is from important thing that also happened last night. Trump drops his interview with Tucker Carlson. Uh, top line, I'm just going to say this on Trump. I thought that he miffed it a bit. I think he could. If he was willing to say something a bit more provocative. Yeah, and listen, he had some funny moments. Uh, we're about to play them. I did listen to the whole thing. I did one of my trips. Uh, I actually like how Trump came across because he wasn't doing the soundbite thing. He was actually having came across very normal. <laughs> Which is shocking. Yes, yeah, just shocking. For you, I thought the most interesting moment uh, that our producers also nabbed was the bite on civil war, whether he thought we were close to a civil war or not. Yeah. Pretty important whenever you're running for president and uh, have some of the record that he has. So let's take a listen to what he said. Do you think we're moving towards civil war? There's tremendous passion and there's tremendous love. Uh, you know, January 6th was a very interesting day.
but because they don't report it properly. People in that crowd said it was the most beautiful day they've ever experienced. There was love in that crowd. There was love and unity. I have never seen such spirit and such passion and such love. And I've also never seen simultaneously and from the same people such hatred. For what? So what's being I totally get that. You think it's possible that there's open conflict? We seem to be moving I, I towards something. I don't know. I don't know because I don't know what it. You know, I, I can say this: uh, there's a level of passion that I've never seen. There's a level of hatred that I've never seen. And I don't know, Crystal. I thought it was a fine answer. I've, I've interviewed Trump before. I've asked him something similar. It basically was the same stock that he's always given. Yeah about Jan 6. Uh, I mean, you pulled this bite about Kamala Harris. I thought this was his only good one. Yeah, I mean, a girl. From, yeah. from what I saw, that was, and by the way, I mean, uh, just overall, I think it was a mistake. Mm. I think, I actually think, I have come to think it was a mistake for him to not go to this debate. Interesting. Because it allows people to imagine a Republican field without him. Mm. And I think a lot of Republican voters probably saw some things that they liked. Moment, as I said, on Kamala Harris. Let's take a listen to that. Uh, she has some bad moments. Her moments are almost as bad as his. I think his are worse, actually. Yeah. But she seems pretty senile, too. She speaks in, uh, in rhyme. Uh, it's weird. It's weird. But she has bad moments. And in rhyme? What do you... Well, the way she talks, the bus will go here, and then the bus will go there, because that's what buses do. And it's weird. The whole thing is weird. This is not a president of the United States future. He's right. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've said this about Kamala Harris. Is, there's two things. Well, number one, she thought... She talks like she's talking to like third graders, like 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 once she gave a speech about a speech about AI and she's like AI, which is really just two letters that mean artificial intelligence, which is computer like she's like we know what artificial intelligence yeah is. like no shit get on with whatever you've done well that's the thing she hasn't done anything <laughs> so uh, that's one of the things she's the, she's the czar of AI, um, along with border control. But uh, she also talks like, along with that, she talks like when you're in when you had to give like a report and you're there, you're just like, means that it is intelligent, <laughs> right? Just filling up words that fill the That's she reminds me. She's totally not prepared for it. <laughs> so, let's see if they got more. Uh, what, what is the technical term? Iambic pantameter. I'm just, yeah, it is on the. Too. He dodged a bit. I was surprised by this. Let's take a listen, guys. Do you think Epstein killed himself sincerely? I don't know. This one surprised me. I totally figured he would have went with Epstein. I, I will say that, you know, he was a fixture in Palm Beach. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what Barr said about it either. I have no idea what he said. What did he say? Barr was the prosecutor who was supposed to investigate okay. Epstein's death. He killed himself, probably. Not Roseanne Barr. No, I. You remember the old Rosie? He Rose said he killed them, and that they were going to do this. And never did the investigation. It's never been yeah. public, well, and they hid it. And like, why are they doing that? He and clearly, Barr knew. But why would Bill Barr be covering up the death of Jeffrey Epstein? Now, Tucker obviously totally thinks that Epstein did not kill himself. Obviously, <laughs> oh, yeah. obviously. Uh, Bill Barr didn't do an investigation on the election either. He said he did, and he pretended he did, but he didn't. Uh, 
McSwain, the U.S. attorney in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, uh, said Barr, Barr just wouldn't let him do it. It was clear. I was reminded of the time he got asked about Ghislaine Maxwell. Remember that? Mm -hmm. At the po and yeah. he, was like, he was like, I wish her, I wish her well. And everyone was like, what? what? It was because he knew her. This is the thing. He, he knew them, as he said. He knew Jeffrey and Palm Beach. Yeah, he's a fixture uh, of Palm Beach. It's like, that doesn't that, really uh, pertain to the question that was asked. So basically, it was 45 minutes of, of that. They talked about a bunch of stuff. It is interesting to see Trump just talking right? instead yeah. of rally speaking. That was a nice change. Yeah. It, yeah. No uh, sound bites, no. to the different generations in the workplace, you may look yeah, at some of your co-workers like this. That's just a baby. Or this. Are you too still living? But if you want an environment that feels accepting and inclusive towards all generations, you've got to do your homework. Let's start by discussing the five generations in the <laughs> workplace. Gen Z. Gen Z are individuals born between 1997 and 2012. They're also called Zoomers, Digital Natives, and the I Generation because they are the first social what group you're to grow with full access to the internet. Burns are real! Burns are real! <laughs> 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 now that birds are government drones? Yes, they are. All we, of them. We didn't all see of them. All of them. There's Every a, single listen, one. I'm, I'm saying there's a reason we didn't see any drone photos. Because no what? one was outside. <laughs> <laughs> Birds work for the bourgeoisie. Exactly. candidates, along with high-tech resources. This generation is agile and accept changes as a part of life, so fast-moving businesses can trust that they are well-equipped to adapt to the new and unfamiliar, especially when it comes to technology. Their main priority um, is... I'd like to counterpoint what he just said. Gen Z also don't like any businesses because they recognize that they are just corporations looking to do nothing but make money. This was probably put out before COVID, because after COVID, I think most Gen Zers are just doing podcasts. About a year ago, no. Flexibility and engagement. If you make a Gen Z colleague feel seen, respected, and understood, the more likely you are to get along. I feel like you really get me. <laughs> Millennials. Millennials are individuals born between 1981 and 1996. This is the generation that grew up through massive technological advancements and were teenagers or young adults when the first social media platforms I'm a, became I'm available. A zillennial. You guys on MySpace or? Millennials like to work efficiently and care about. Do you guys remember MySpace? No. I used to have MySpace. I never had a MySpace. I know about I knew about it. That's about it. I never had it. When I had the radio station, I did MySpace. I'm sorry. Their performance quality. They are also attracted Pretty to workplaces that offer career opportunities. Millennials value teamwork and collaborative work environments. Because of I this, don't want to be in a collaborative anything. I was going to say, you hate teamwork and collaborative. I, well, I mean, I like teamwork as long as I'm not in charge. You just tell me what to do, I'll do it. <laughs> they tend to be very loyal to their colleagues. You have my soul. Their main priority is doing work in a way that makes the most sense. So if you're looking for upgraded workflows and resources, ask a millennial for advice. I can fix that. Gen X are individuals born between 1965 and 1980. That's me. Generation X is also no, known as the latchkey generation, a generation of children.
with little adult supervision okay, due to increased divorce okay. rates and maternal participation in the workforce. As a result of this lack of supervision, Gina, Gen Xers tend to be self-sufficient and self-reliant. They grew up with the background of the Cold War and dramatic societal changes, so they've also developed flexibility out of necessity and the ability to keep up with social progression. Actually, I prefer Denise if you don't mind. Okay. This combination of self-sufficiency <laughs> paired with an MTV culture of rebellion and anti-authority means that any leader of theirs in the workplace isn't automatically going to gain their respect. They have to earn it. Which, which is that? That's Freak a good. To a Gen X, that you're competent. Yeah, no one should automatically get respect. And also recognize the value in their role in the workplace. Then you'll probably get along. Wait, I actually had this argument with somebody once. Lo uh, Logan, you remember Logan? Oh yes. It was that a manager's meeting. He actually said that it was in regards, and he was the GM, so he was talking to the lower managers. He, he actually said something along the lines of, you have to earn respect. And I actually corrected him. I'm like, well, I said, respect should be given automatically, but, but it can be lost. Easily lost. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like If trust. you just meet somebody, you should respect them. Mm -hmm. Like a, a certain amount. Right. I'm not going to, like, hold someone in a well, super high regard. Yeah, for any, I, like, you should respect the person for the person they are. Yeah, I'll, no yeah respect what. them for being a person. I'm not yeah. going to, like, start insulting people. But the at the same time, it's a, lot easier, it's a lot easier to respect than it is in action. Just like trust. But I don't, yeah. yeah. I definitely believe that there should be a certain amount of respect. Just fine. Excellent! Excellent. Baby boomers. This is your Baby boomers are individuals born between 1946 and 1964. This generation is the one that came into existence after World War II in record numbers. The subsiding of economic turmoil due to the Great Depression paired with the GI Bill led to an unprecedented time early, of economic prosperity. Early money! 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 Baby boomers were the first generation to embrace a new kind of consumerism, largely stemming from the explosion of popularity in TV and the desire to improve quality of life. They grew up with the war and poverty-related trauma of their parents and inherited their dreams for normalcy, safety, and strong family values. Baby boomers were taught by their parents to work hard and play hard. They are the drivers of grind culture and are known for their rigorous work ethic. Come on, Robin, we have work to do. Adam West. <laughs> Wait, where's Al Sharpton? <laughs> This generation is loyal to the team and often see their careers as a huge reflection of who they are. If you want someone dedicated to their field on your side, you're likely to find an ally in a baby boomer. The Force will be with you. Star no Wars. idea what that one Always. Never heard of Star Wars. Why would Star Wars be the silent generation? <laughs> it would be more my generation than Wait, so that's, generation. that's when it came out. When yeah. it came out. Yeah, but I understand when it came out, but it. It came out when. It came out after I was born. The first one? Yeah. The very first one. I don't. I'm pretty sure it came out during that generation. Like the ones that they have now is like a remastered version. Well, yeah, he knows that. <laughs> what was the years? Okay, so. Okay, so. A New Hope came out in 1977. Yeah, I was seven years old. That'd be more my generation. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, my parents would have been in the late 20s. I would have been more the Silent Generation. The Silent Generation are individuals born between 1928 and 1945. This generation is the population that were born in the Great Depression and spent much of their early years overcoming enormous social and economic hurdles. This is the generation that learned to be resourceful and thrifty and are known for having a This is the generation that doesn't throw anything away. <laughs> the Hoarders. They've lived through hard times and they do not want to go there again. They have cans of everything <laughs> in a pantry stocked up for. If it isn't broken, don't fix it. Mindset. I found my bed. 
I'll sleep on the hay. This generation was taught to respect authority and are known to follow the rules faithfully, rarely breaking tradition. They are extremely loyal to their jobs and careers and hold reliability and strong work ethic in high regard. They got work to do, they do it! The silent generation have proven themselves to not only survive hardship, but to thrive in it. In the midst of crisis, we can often look towards this generation for guidance and strength. Shucks, folks, I'm speechless. Now that we have a bit of insight on each generation, it's easier to understand that all of our different perspectives and life experiences are valuable in the workplace. The better we understand each other, the better we can work together. For more job and career tips, I don't want to understand anyone at my work. <laughs> like, they all have their jobs, and we all do our jobs. I don't need to know anything about them. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that's, that's a big difference between And I'm either kind of borderline. Like my generation, and more so my my parents and your grandparents. Thank you.